got Lofton resigning with us. <laughs> what? Lawton? Dude, I'm sorry. I just had to laugh because you pronounced both the last names incorrectly. Would you like to... Uh, sure, I'll be, a, I'll be a prick for a second. Yeah. Alex Iapolo and Scott Lawton. All right, uh, welcome back to the ninth episode of Clubhouse Combos, approaching double digits, boys. Uh, how are we on this fine Thursday night? Doing pretty well. Good lad to hear. Doing Newman. pretty good. How was the great? Uh, Got my popcorn. Tour of the apartment. Went it was well. great. Yeah, it went well. Glad to hear that. Don't be crunching your fucking popcorn in the mic the whole night. Yeah, fuck you. I'll punch you in the fucking face. Um, <laughs> Besides Newman and his popcorn, ready to get into things? We got uh, the NBA, NHL, MLB, tiny, tiny little bit of NFL on the agenda. Um, so let's get into it. NBA first. Yeah. Last night, uh, it's Thursday as we record. Last night, 76ers beat the Brooklyn Nets 123 to 117 and took first place of the Eastern Division or Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> fuck the NBA and their stupid yeah. standings. Uh, so, what do we think, boys? 76ers or Nets the rest of the way, and who goes farther in the playoffs? Well, first, I'd like to touch on Lamarcus Aldridge retiring today. With... That is on the agenda. Fuck you. Oh, it sorry. is. There. I just fucking spoiled it. But no, to be honest with you, I'm gonna still go with the Brooklyn Nets just based on their on their star power. I mean, did he? Um, oh, sorry, to interrupt. No, did Lamarcus Aldridge even play a game as a Brooklyn Nets? Uh, yeah, Besides he did. last night against. No, he played. A, he played a few. Oh. I, when I saw it today, I thought it was fake. Did he do anything? I mean, of substance. I'm not sure. I'm defined substance. I'm not too I sure. But play I mean, any reasonable minutes. Um, also, know. to interrupt you again. Yeah. Uh, James Wiseman just confirmed he will miss the rest of the 2021 yeah. season having knee injury on the torn it. meniscus. So Golden State, I believe their ninth place will now be without their star center, Trouble. James Wiseman. But anyways, back to your point. Yeah. So my point is just the star power on the Brooklyn Nets is something that I don't think the Philadelphia 76ers have. Joel Embiid, as good as he is, we've seen playoff Joel Embiid um, obviously the main moment in the playoffs when you think of Joel Embiid is his face after Kawhi Leonard sunk the <laughs> shot in his face and he was crying after like we know Joel Embiid really isn't made for the playoffs that's just a personal opinion of no, mine he's made for the NBA playoffs he's soft he fits right in <laughs> but Brooklyn will go further Brooklyn will go to the NBA finals strictly based on the fact that they have Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant and James Harden not to mention Joe Harris off the bench really can shoot so i don't know brooklyn really excites me you know as a celtics fan it's tough to to watch brooklyn (laughs) and these super teams come together to your point fuck the nba yeah but give me the brooklyn nets over the philadelphia 76ers and then last night was an outlier your thoughts before i chime in Uh, i'm with evan i think uh in the long run i think we'll see brooklyn take hold of that first spot and run away with it uh 
think Philly's a good team, but just the star power that the Nets have. You know, KD just came back and he looks uh, like he didn't miss any games. He looked pretty fucking good. I think uh, we might see them if we see them end up uh, in the playoffs together. I think over seven games. I feel like there's no way that 76ers could pull off uh, four. I feel like the Nets are just too overpowering. But I, I mean, I fucking hate super teams, so I would hope the the Sixers beat them. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, um, I would agree with you, Newman. I, I don't think any team can beat the Nets in four out of seven. I think that's going to be a very difficult task. But uh, Kyrie Irving is just such a fucking wild card that I honestly am not sure. Like, if the Nets played seven games without Irving at all in the playoffs, and maybe Durant, I know he's been battling injuries this year, I wouldn't discount the 76ers from beating them in seven. Would you guys agree with that? If, no. if you what? think Harden could carry them alone? Yeah. Past the 76ers? I do. Newman? Yeah. He has. He had been for a better half of the season. Yeah. I I, no, I agree. I just – I don't know. I If there's one team that could do it, I'd say it's the 76ers. Or, you know, part of me wants to say the Celtics, but that's only if Jalen right. Brown and Jason Tatum come out like superstars in all seven games. Uh, and then the Milwaukee Bucks, obviously, Giannis. But, uh, yeah, I'd agree. I'd take Brooklyn, and I think they're going to go the farther. Right. I And I know it's a small sample, but we saw James Harden alone. And he was – Come back from 25 points down to the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix, just hitting that dagger shot at the end. I just think he can do it. He's made for this stuff. Give me, like, any of the big three on Brooklyn in the playoffs over Joel Embiid. Take away Joel Embiid like the Celtics had done – in prior years with Al Horford being that big presence. Um, but it's yeah, hard. It's hard. It's going to take him away. Nobody's been able to take no. him away this year. Not even Rudy Gobert. No, but you got to keep him under 30, I think. And and that's I agree. that mark. I agree. I mean, I'd take Joel Embiid over DeAndre Jordan. Well, I would too. But, I mean, Monday he's going to be Friday, trying doubles. Monday through Saturday and then twice on Sunday. I mean, he's, he's just <laughs> so much better. It's not funny. But I do agree. Yeah, if they can – if any team can limit Embiid to under 30, keep him 20 to 25 points, then 76ers, Ben Simmons not score. You're going to lose Harris, but yeah, you're probably going to win. I agree. Uh, so moving on, staying in the East, how do we think the East division is going to, sh- or conference, fuck that. Uh, the Eastern <laughs> conference is going to shake out. Uh, the NBA released their new playoff format. I believe Newman said last week where the seven through 10 seeds play a wild card style play in for the seven and eight seeds um, eight teams from each conference make the playoffs so as of right now on Thursday the 15th Milwaukee sits at third 34 and 20 five and five in their last 10 Atlanta in fourth at 30 and 25 they're seven and three in their last 10 Boston 29 and 26 seven and three in their last 10 as well and then the New York Knicks, 29, 27, 5 and 5 in their last 10. 7, 8, 9, Miami, Charlotte, Indiana, all within three games of the Brooklyn Net, or sorry, the New York Knicks and the Boston Celtics in terms of wins. So how do we see this playing out? Newman, you first. Yeah, so I I rank them on how I think it'll finish. Uh so I have the Bucks staying in third. I think they're just one of the powerhouses of the East. The honest, it's pretty unstoppable. I don't see any of the other teams catching them. 
Uh, I have our Celtics up to fourth. Uh, I think they'll eclipse the Hawks. I mean, they're all within about a game of each other anyway. Yeah, but uh, uh, Atlanta... with um... go ahead, Newman. I was just gonna reiterate. <laughs> okay. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. They're they're within a game of each other. I think once we get uh, Fournier back from COVID, we already got him back already. I don't know. Uh, I think we were the team is clicking pretty well. Uh, so I think we will make the jump. I have the Hawks in fifth. Uh, I have the Heat uh, bouncing out over the Knicks to sixth. I think they have Oladipo now. They're still a talented roster. I don't think they'd change much from last year's playoff run. So I think they'll be right up there. I have the Knicks in seventh, Hornets in eighth, and I have the Pacers at ninth. Uh, real quick, Newman, I didn't include this, but Bulls, Raptors, Wizards, all within a game of each other battling for that 10th spot. Which team do you see prevailing? Uh, damn. Definitely not the Wizards. I'd probably go with the Bulls. Um, I know the Raptors are kind of – they have – they still – they held on to Lowry, but I still don't think they are a good enough team. But, I mean, with the new format, all you have to do is make 10th and you've got a shot to make it. Yeah. So, I think uh, with something to play for, they might uh, have a chance. But I'd go with the Bulls to get there. All right, Evan, your thoughts on the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Colin. So I'm looking at the standings right now, and it seems like it'll come down to nine teams really realistically. I get the ten, but it'll be between, you know. I don't know. I really like the New York Knicks. I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. I'm a huge fan of Julius Randle, and they've won four straight. So this is a team that I think people will overlook, but I think – even if they do get in the play-in tournament, that they will do some good things. Um, real quick, uh, to talk about Wait, what so team... you're, you're saying Go Knicks ahead. would fall in between 7 and 10 for you? I mean, I'm looking at it right now. With Miami yeah. jumping them, I'm assuming. You know what? I, I'm looking at it right now. I think it'll stay pretty close to how it is with Miami having to do that. But if the Knicks did fall, yeah. to Connor's point, I think they would prevail in that tournament. Uh, if you talk about the 10 seed, I don't like the Bulls anymore. Zach Levine's out for the significant future. That's a huge loss for them. You can't really, you know, I get that they have Vucevic and stuff like that now, but really that really kills the momentum that they had. I mean, they've lost four in a row, so I don't know how much momentum that is. But I am a big fan of the Washington Wizards. This is a team that's beaten a lot of good teams this year on the road. They went into Utah, beat the Jazz the other night. They've gone into Los Angeles, they've beaten the Lakers on the road. They've come back on the road against the Portland Trailblazers. So this is a team with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal that will surprise some people. And I, I like Hachimura at the small forward position. I think he's also very underrated. So the Wizards are a team to me that people should be paying more attention to that could, if they do get the 10 seed and do play in the play-in tournament, they might make the playoffs. That's how – I believe it would just be 7, 10, 8, 9. So that, oh, it would. Well, I think yeah. that they could get to nine, honestly. I don't think it's too far out. If they get hot, I know they're a little bit back right now, five games, um, but we still got a, a good chunk of the way to go. Um, this is a team that has won two in a row, and we'll have to see. I, I like the Wizards, though. Yeah, uh, I will echo your point, Evan. I, I do think that the Celtics will finish in fourth, Hawks fifth. I'm going to give the Knicks sixth. I, I do mm-hmm. like the Heat. But I feel like the Knicks, like you said, won four in a row. A lot of momentum. Nerland's Noel's really figured it out this year. And obviously, Randall's been a superstar. 
I just don't like this Heat team this year. I don't know. They just haven't seemed to really play up to their potential at all. I don't see why that would necessarily change coming down the stretch. Hmm. And, Evan, I absolutely agree with you on the Washington Wizards. They are probably going to surpass the Hornets to me. I, I don't think the yeah. Hornets are very good without LaMelo. Gordon Hayward, obviously. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. he's hurt. So that just leaves Graham and Rogier, and then a bunch of nobodies. Cody Zeller. Um, so I'm going to say that the Wizards get super hot. Um, Russell Westbrook has been super underrated this year. Again, that whole Stephen A saga where Stephen A was like, oh, it don't matter. And Russell Westbrook was mm-hmm. like, fuck you, Stephen A. I'm fucking Russell Westbrook. Right. Um, I do that on a nightly basis, but that doesn't mean 40, 20, and 20 isn't fucking great. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I'm going to take the Washington Wizards to Over finish eight. To really? finish okay, eight. interesting. I'd give them nine. I still like the Pacers. Yeah, I'll give – I'll go 70 – or sorry, Nets, 76ers, mm. Bucks, Celtics, Hawks, mm. Knicks. Knicks, Heat, Wizards, Pacers, mm. Hornets at 10. I think they yeah, will sneak in. Yeah, I think that's – I think that's – I think they'll sneak in. I think that's a good ranking. And I, I do agree, Charlotte's going to be in trouble. And they got to – But they can turn it around when Hayward yeah. comes back. And Rogier's a stud, I think, so – I think they could sneak in. Um, so moving on out of the Eastern Conference, all I really had on the West was mm. will Denver win a playoff series without Jamal Murray? I know they're eight and two in their last ten games, um, but Jamal Murray towards ACL two nights ago, yeah, I believe. Um, mm. As were Mike Riley just lost a tooth on my television. Um, we'll get to Mike Riley a little later in the pod, but I, I honestly don't think Denver's going to win without Murray. I don't think they'll win a series. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you just because of the, the standing that they were probably going to find themselves in They're probably either going to have to play. I would imagine the Clippers, the Lakers or the Portland trailblazers come round one. Yeah. I don't see them winning a series against any of those three teams without Jamal Murray. Let's not forget Jamal Murray in the playoffs last year was, was probably a walking bucket. Walking bucket. <laughs> probably the reason that they beat the Clippers in that series. So, I mean, you can't discount Jokic. No, I know. But no, I completely I agree get with you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but I just don't see it happening this year. I like Portland. I like the Lakers still. And I like the Clippers. <sighs> it, it's just, it's a tough situation for, for the Nuggets and Nuggets fans because they did just get Aaron Gordon and things were looking good for them. Yeah. It's a fucking front tooth. That sucks. Was it a four? What? Was it a four minute? I would assume. I mean, he was was dropping blood everywhere. So, but we're on the kill anyways. Uh, Sorry to get distracted. Newman, what are your thoughts on the Denver Nuggets? No, I'm with Evan. I don't, just based on where they are, I know right now they'd be playing the Lakers, I think, or probably the Clippers if they were to fall. Uh, I think they were probably going to have to rely on Murray to win the the matchup against like Schroeder and mm. Patch Beverly because they're not going to outdo Leonard and LeBron with Aaron Gordon and Jokic. Uh, I mean, I think I think uh, Aaron Gordon and Jokic have had great chemistry so far. So, I mean, they could surprise us, but I think without Jamal Murray, who I think is so underrated, he's so good. He is. Um, really, really I don't think good. they have a chance. And considering LeBron has never lost in the first round, I don't. If they match up with the Lakers, it's basically a done deal for them. Yeah. Yeah, I ju- I, I would agree to all those points. I'm I'm a little curious though. What are your thoughts about the Lakers? Do you think 
without AD and LeBron now for a little bit of an extended period of time, it's going to start to hurt them in the standings. I mean, the Trailblazers, like Evan said, really good team. Mavericks are scorching hot lately. I know the Warriors just lost Wiseman, but you can't discount Steph. He's been red hot lately. Um, so what are your thoughts about the Lakers maybe falling sixth, seventh place? Do you think it's possible? No. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I think it's I think possible. They're... I think, well, it depends on how long AD and LeBron are out. I mean, if they fall the seventh, they're going to have to play in the play-in. Which yeah, but if they have AD and LeBron, they're going to wipe any team in the play-in. But they're going to get them yeah. back, though. And all they... Like soon. Yeah, and I think it'd be a good conditioning for them to have to play a couple games. I think it'd be two games for them if they're the seventh seed, and then they should be in. But I think, I mean, no, if they have them back, it's, they could just seven. It's just seven, ten, eight, nine play. No, it's not. What? What is it? It's uh, it's seven and eight and nine and ten play. So oh, the winner so is seven, eight, and the seven. Yeah, and the not the winner of nine and ten plays the loser of the seven, eight for the eight seed. So you might have to play four games if you. That's lose, the most stupid tough. fucking thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, Mark Cuban fucking came out and like roasted it. He hates. Yeah, it. I saw that. Supposed to be in it. I it's mean, like, that's abysmal, though. Like, what the fuck? I don't, yeah, I mean, why why can't we just stick to top eight? Yeah, or I mean, just, it's like, better than have seven play eight and eight play nine, or seven play ten, and mm, eight play yeah. nine. Yeah, and then yeah, and that. there you go. Uh, that's it. Uh, it's yeah. Especially during the COVID, that's just fucking dumb to me. They're gonna have to travel extra just to play a little mini tournament. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is that all we have on? Well, West? I, I mean, real quick. I mean, I think the LA Clippers are very dangerous. Uh, winners of seven straight, and I've watched this team play uh, this year when they're on ESPN, and this is a team that is so damn good. I think they could beat the Jazz. I think they could beat the Suns. I think they could beat any team in the Western Conference. Lakers will be tough. The Clippers. Oh. They're yeah. so good. And it would not would not surprise me to see a potential Clippers Nets NBA finals. And I, I will come on and say that that is my finals prediction right now. Whew. Uh, I'm definitely going Nets. Uh, but I, I honestly. I really like Jazz and Phoenix, uh, Utah and Phoenix. Yeah. I don't know if the Clippers, I don't know. I don't believe in Paul George showing up in the playoffs. Yeah. That's just my thing about I the mean, Clippers. Sucked last year. I don't know. It's definitely a good, good question. I think Donovan Mitchell is just very good. I mean, I would take Kawhi over Donovan. I would too, but the Jazz have just been playing such good team basketball all year. They just win. Yeah. Only team to 40 wins, or 41. They, they, and Phoenix yeah, is too. Who was that? Craig, Craig Smith. Who fucking else? Of course. Else? On my fantasy team, baby. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go... I'll go... Fuck. Newman, do you have a prediction while I keep stuttering? I for me as much as I really want to pick the Suns because I love Chris Paul and I want to see him get his chance, but I refuse to bet against LeBron James, so I'm taking the Lakers against the Nets. Because well, we know you think he's the goat. Which, That's a topic for a different podcast. I'm taking the <laughs> okay. And well, I, think I'll take I think I think their year. Yeah, I'm taking Brooklyn. I am too. Connor Brooklyn. No, LeBron is not losing. No, I no, get no, 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 no. <laughs> but you have them in the finals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I think Brooklyn wins. They beat Utah. In, I don't. In six. For me. I mean, I think I would maybe consider Clippers over Nets, but it, I would have to think about it when the time when the time comes. Interesting. That's interesting. All right. Uh, we had a question from Luke. He wants to know our top five under 25 NBA players. I'm not sure if either of you prepared a list. I know I did. Okay. Well, why don't you I can go first. I did. All right. I have in the following order, one to five, Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson. Zion's your what? Fifth. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> Did you not listen to the guys I named before? No, I uh, I mean, I, I'm just a little surprised at how low you have him. I would maybe consider him putting him at least top three. I'm looking at a list right now from Hoops Hype. Um, I mean, they have Ben Simmons ahead of Donovan Mitchell, which I can't agree with. Yeah, that's sinful. Do you um, have I mean, a list, Newman? Yeah, I have. So I have Luca first. I agree with you. I have Devin Booker second. I have Zion third, Mitchell fourth, and then I have Bam Adebayo at fifth because I'm a huge fan. Over Jason Tatum. Oh come on! Listen, I don't want. I don't like Tatum. He's so inconsistent. I did. Oh, I considered Booker over Mitchell. I just think Mitchell's been so good this year. At this, come like on. I'm taking into consideration this season. Zion can't even get. New Orleans into the playoffs. Yeah, he's averaging 30 points. Bro, so, so much he can do. I, I'm just basing them on value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I didn't prepare a list, but if I would, <laughs> it would have to be. Yeah, I was. What a scumbag. I, I just had my TA hours. What a scumbag. Um, I would. Uh, I think you got to put Luca at one. I totally agree with you guys yeah. there. Um, and Did then, you see that shot last night? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, that's insane. That's like. Some horse type shit in the driveway with your dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I would go Luca one. I think I would go Tatum two. I mean, I think Connor's completely disrespecting Jason Tatum. We've had this talk, and <laughs> you picked Jalen Brown over Tatum, which I I think is just ridiculous. But anyway, three. I think Zion Williamson has to be up there for me, and then I, four. I would go Booker, and five. I would go Trey Young. That would be my top five. Trayon was hard to leave off too. So you're leaving out Donovan Mitchell. Yes, and as is he's number. probably at six. But come on, and guys, T- Connor, come on, Tatum, and you you still like Brown over Tatum? So I'm assuming Tatum's at like at least seven or max seven. Yeah, no, I I probably would have Tatum at seven. Probably. Younger I, Tatum, I mean, so I have probably... Tatum higher than Brown on my list right now. I probably have Trey Young at six, and then Tatum. I'd say Trey. I'd say Tatum's my Trey Young would be my six. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Jalen Brown over Tatum. I mean, listen. Like I said, I made this list as of right now, and Jason Tatum is ahead of. No, I get it, but I'm just going off of what you said on the podcast. No, I agree. But at that at that point in the season, I think everybody would have taken Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's had a really good last 10 days. I get that, but you can't... A little recency bias here, Ev. There's no recency bias. I said it before. No, I, I said know. it months ago, or there's, a month ago. There's Newman, are, would you agree with me right now at this point you'd take Tatum, but oh, yeah. when we oh. said Brown, you would have taken Brown? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, but you I mean, can't it's just... 1A, 1B on any given day. I, I, yeah, I they flip-flop for me. Like, I'll... 
I'll see Tatum. Tatum will put up like 40 and I'll be like, oh shit, let's do what he does tomorrow. He's like two for 16 for three <laughs> points. It's like, what the fuck, dude? I agree. Okay, if you're the Celtics, wildly Browns, Browns. who do you build around? You, you still think Brown? If it meant trading Jason Tatum for another good player. Yeah, I'd take Brown. And it's not for on the court. So I would trade Tatum for court. a good player for sure. It's the off the court for me. You can't measure Brown. Brown is a consistent 20 points, a good impact player. I'm just saying. I, I mean, the guy's basically a fucking full-time philanthropist, part-time NBA player. I get it. But don't you think we've reached – Jalen Brown's peak. I don't think we've reached Jason Tatum's peak yet. He's That's so disrespectful young. to say that Jalen Brown has reached his peak. He's the he's one year older than Jason Tatum. He's twenty four. I understand it, but Jason Tatum has had way more hype coming out of college, and he's really delivered. I mean, you think of I mean Jalen Brown was way more of a raw talent coming out of college. I would not compare oh, those on. two out of college at all. Jason Tatum was way more NBA play ready than Jalen Brown. I would agree with that. They drafted Jalen Brown because he's an athletic specimen. I would agree with that. <laughs> and now he's an athletic specimen <laughs> that also knows how to put up fucking Listen, 50 in a game. He, I don't think he's ever put up 50. What did he put up, 48 earlier this year? He came fucking close. <laughs> I watched it against the Grizzlies. Look it up. All right. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is Tatum, more potential. 100%. 100%. I think that remains to be seen. But, I mean, maybe maybe uh, I should throw up a poll after this to see what the people say. Yeah, go ahead. All right. I, I don't want to be the dead horse, so let's right, move on to the NHL. Uh, so the uh, NHL trade deadline, we released a pod for that. Turned out to be pretty fucking useless. Yeah. Uh, we will get to the deadline, but there's a couple of things that I want to talk about first. First, JT Miller spoke out against the NHL schedule the other day in the media. Uh, voiced his concern about not feeling safe with the amount of games they have to play due to their COVID situation. I know the COVID cases have been terrible in Vancouver, a lot of really bad symptoms. I would imagine coming back and playing hockey is going to be pretty tough for those guys that have been cooped up indoors, no activity, sick for the last two weeks. JT Miller already had it, so he knows what it's like to come back from it. And honestly, I agree. Uh, between April 16th and May 16th, 30 days, 19 games scheduled with five back-to-backs. I mean, you're putting players' careers at risk to play sort of meaningless games. Vancouver is out of the playoff picture. There's so many games back in terms of games played that it's going to be hard for them to catch up as it is because they're going to have to get hot and sustain it while playing with so few off days. I personally think... JT Miller is 100% correct in, you know, calling out the NHL. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I agree with you, Colin. Um, I think the Canucks are out of it. It seems like a Toronto, Winnipeg, Montreal, Edmonton. Yeah. So, at this point, I wonder if you had to ask JT Miller, would he rather not play? I think he'd sit like, what out. Would he say? I think he'd sit out. Yeah. I think most of them would. Yeah. So I think what the NHL has to be better and more aware, I think, of what's going on with these players. It's easy to go out and say, all right, you're, you're healthy now. Let's schedule it. Let's schedule like your schedule. We'll give you back-to-backs. We just want to get the season done. But let's not forget about these, like, 
effects after people get COVID. I mean, for example, Jason Tatum, a guy taking an inhaler. An inhaler. Yeah. yeah. So we don't know. Everybody's case and, is different. And NBA players, I would argue, do far less physically strenuous activities than an NHL player. Um, I don't know. I think it's tough. And I think the Vancouver Canucks should just suspend their games I for mean, the rest to, of the season, to me, I think. You know, if you're if you were sitting doing. in that locker room and you guys were in third place when this happens, right. it's maybe a different story. But they're in sixth now? Fifth or sixth. Yeah. They're on the outside looking in, and it's already an uphill battle. I'm not saying they should quit. I'm just saying that there are, you know, bigger priorities than finishing these games. Long-term health. Yes. Uh, Newman, your thoughts? Yeah, they're in sixth place. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It kind of sucks, but, like, they're they're not – it's more worse for the teams in their division because they're still meaningful games. That team still have to play the Canucks to get points. So I feel like you can't just suspend all their games, although I wish that it was that easy because I feel uh, I, it's agree. terrible to make them play all those games. Because, right. like, Winnipeg and Edmonton are three points away from each other, even Montreal. I mean, Calgary – is only four points out of the playoffs so you can't just say sorry these other teams that have to play vancouver a lot you just get shafted but like i don't i don't know what else they can do at this point i don't know what they do i mean is there any way they could add one more week i know they have that buffer week i'm not sure if the schedule i looked at included that buffer week so i know the last two games against calgary were still tbd so it is possible that there is one more calendar week which would kind of give them the opportunity to spread that out, maybe get rid of one or two back-to-backs and make Yeah, the it... back-to-backs are, I think, the ridiculous. Five, five back-to-backs in 19 days – or, sorry, five back-to-backs in 30 days. That's 10 days of hockey without rest. I mean, that's tough. But... Yeah, but the problem is now there's there's going to be playoff teams that don't play during the buffer week because they're – they play right. all their I mean, games. That's they just how it safe, works. And so. now – I know, but if you add now, you have to add a second week. Now these playoff teams aren't going to be playing for two, maybe three weeks if they're resting well, players. If you like, add now, a they're fucking screwed when they have to come back. If you add a second week to me, what's the harm in saying, "All right, the Bruins have three back-to-backs remaining. Let's spread those all out by a day and play push right. it back." Yeah, but then there's more travel, though. I feel well, like they'd probably be. Oh no, you're saying just spread them out within the week? Yeah. And just push everything back yeah, you know, okay. a day or two. Yeah. Although that might hurt, like, if they already made travel plans and shit. I don't know. I don't know how yeah, that works. Yeah, I, I get that. The logistics of it are definitely difficult. I agree with you 100%. But I, if it were to work out logistically, I see no harm in giving these guys a, a day's rest. The schedule is tough. No, I agree. They're going to they're gonna have to oh, get yeah. creative. They're I don't playing, know. what, 56 games in, like, 90 something days it's like i can't imagine so moving on uh to the nhl trade deadline 17 total deals took place i believe only one name we had on our 45 minute deadline podcast was moved i think two taylor hall and mantha oh yes we did have mantha you're right all right so Getting into it, Taylor Hall, Curtis Lazar, and Mike Riley all go to Boston. Uh, Anders Bjork in a second goes back to Buffalo, and a third rounder goes to Ottawa for Riley. Our reactions? 
Uh, yeah, so I guess I'd like to say congratulations. I don't know which one of us had Hall. I think I know I had Hall. I had Hall to Boston. Okay. I had him somewhere else. I have no idea. No idea. I have All right, no I idea. think Colin and I got it. So congratulations, my friend. Thank you, sir. You as well. Thank you. So I think it's a great trade for Boston. You got to think about how in the world does Taylor Hall cost less than Nick Foligno? It makes negative sense. So good on Don Sweeney for pulling that off. I'm not quite sure how he did it. Kevin Adams, I'm not quite sure what's going on in Buffalo. Um, To get Bjork in a second is so underwhelming. And I think he will probably be fired soon. He should be because look at the team. But – I like that trade a lot, and I like the Mike Riley trade. We've seen him tonight having another point point in his first game also. And this guy just racks up assists. I think he's at 20, 21 yeah, now. So this dude's pretty good. The Bruins obviously battling injuries. Uh, so the Bruins were a big winner for me on the NHL trade deadline. I'm just going to try and chime in real quick, Newman, before I go to you. Uh, I know – what's his fucking name, the GM in Buffalo? Kevin Adams. Kevin Adams. Uh, I heard a rumor he asked for either Jeremy Swayman or Dan Vladar oh. to begin with. And Don Sweeney said he could go fuck himself and ended up with Bjork in a second. I would say Don Sweeney, a little alpha male there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Newman, your reactions? No, good for you guys for finally fucking doing something. Uh, I mean, for that price, the impact is – you can already see the impact on the ice. Taylor Hall, I mean, he hasn't – I don't know if he got a point today. I know he hasn't had a point with the Bruins yet. But the impact he's made already just around the ice is so visible. And fucking Riley looks amazing already with the – I know your, your defensemen are out for the foreseeable future. Um, but, yeah, it's good for Don Sweeney. That was a very good move. Yeah, um, to the Mike Riley point one more time. Uh, just, you know, this is a team with a lot of defensive defensemen, basically outside of McAvoy and Grizzlick, who's out right now. Uh, you're really not going to get any offensive input unless it's by accident from a Kevin Miller or Brandon Carl, even Lazone, Camper, younger guys. Zaboral at the beginning of the year had some offense, but he's kind of not been as good as of late. So I think Morgan, uh, my, sorry, Mike Riley. I wish Morgan Riley. Uh, no discredit to Mike, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Morgan's a wee bit better. Um, Mike Riley, I think, is really going to help that second pair. I'm guessing when Carlo's healthy, it's going to be McAvoy, Grizzlick, Riley, Carlo, Smith, uh, Miller, and Lazone, which I think is a really solid six. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. Great deal. Uh, this would be my best deal at the deadline. Chris Longchamp asked for our best deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you guys agree? Oh, he actually said outside of the hall deal. Oh, okay. um, but I think we would all agree this is the best deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So outside of the hall deal, I guess we'll get to that when we finish all the trades. Yeah. So moving on, um, Jeff Carter goes from the LA Kings to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a third and fourth rounder little bit of a career rev how do you fucking journey resurrection revival revival yep same shit um a little bit of re- revival for jeff carter this year i believe he's at 11 goals i'll look um but yeah, i know he's been good yeah, this so. year, and i think it's a good piece for pittsburgh can never have too much depth uh what do you guys think 
Oh, he looks good. I saw, uh, I think they have him on the second line. Well, I think, is Malkin out right now, by the way? Um, Malkin, sure. I don't know. Because I didn't see him on their lines. I saw a fucking Carter uh, was playing on the second line with McCann and Zucker, mm-hmm. which, I mean, if you're going to go out and get someone, I guess someone to play on your second line is pretty good. Carter um, but, was playing on their second line? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he was, he was centering the line with McCann and Zucker. So, I mean, it, it looks like a good deal to me. Getting for a good third and a fourth, it them. can't hurt. Yeah. Let's take a shot, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Evan, your thoughts? Or... Yeah, I mean, real quick, I think it's that typical Penguins uh, yeah, trade they, deadline move. That literally, when off. was the last time they didn't make a fucking right. deadline When's trade? the last time they didn't make a trade deadline move? And when's the last time that it didn't work out? Jeff Carter's got that playoff experience winning the Stanley Cup with the Kings. Um, you know, it's a great ad for the new regime there with Ron Hextall and Brian Brian Burke. So I like it. And I think he'll make that impact come the postseason. All right. Moving on. Sam Bennett going across the border from Calgary all the way down to Florida for a second round pick and a prospect, a former second round pick. So basically two second round picks going to Calgary for Sam Bennett. I think we all had a forward of decent value going to Florida. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good fit for Sam Bennett uh, and for Florida. I think it's a win-win. What do you guys think? Little kind of a little pricey though. Sam Bennett. Yeah, it seems a little pricey. Everybody knew that Sam Bennett was going to be on his way out. There's been rumors of him, you know, potentially being traded for the last couple of months. Well, he asked for one. Yeah, he asked for one. Exactly. So I think that it is a good move for the Florida Panthers. They seem to bring in these wingers who really can resurrect their careers. Like Carter Verhage, formerly of the Tampa Bay Lightning, comes to Florida. Now he's almost the 20-goal scorer. Uh, you get Frank Vetrano, who's been absolutely spectacular there. So I think he'll work well, um, and I think it's a good move by uh, the Panthers. Newman? Um, I'm not totally sure. I mean, I think Florida does a good job with the wingers they acquire, but – He's four goals, eight assists in 38 games. And then I, th- I thought they would stay within the U.S. to get someone. I know – I believe he has to quarantine for at least a week now. So yeah. you have to add that to the, to I the think value. that was up. a huge reason that we didn't see so many more trades. 17 is a small amount. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was one of the few uh, inter-country trades of the deadline. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of – well, Felino, I know Felino oh. is quarantining for a week. And uh, Gustafson went to Ottawa from Philly. Yeah, so he'll be for, for a week. Montreal, sorry. Okay, moving on. Anthony Mantha leaving the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I believe former second overall pick. Uh, highly touted prospect. Kind of never really worked out in Detroit. Goes to Washington for Jakob Brana. Richard Pelnick. First rounder this year, second rounder next year. Quite a big return for Detroit. I think this deal is really good for both sides. Verona was kind of a, a young guy that never really got a chance in Washington just because they were so talented and so deep. I think he's going to have some success in Detroit. He'll definitely be on the first power play there. Playing with Dylan Larkin should help him. And I think Monta is just a really good fit for Washington. I know when we talked about him on the deadline pod, I mentioned Dallas as a potential fit. And I think he can play that same kind of role. Imagine him, Backstrom, and Tom Wilson 
with those two guys playing bully hockey on the outside, two big bodies, Backstrom, who scored more than he usually does this year and always a great passer. Uh, I know Monta scored in his first game. I think he's going to be a point of game kind of guy there. Yeah, I mean, he's had some immediate impact. I don't like the trade for the Capitals, and here's why. It I think they lot. gave up too much. And you know what? Never make a trade with Steve Eiserman. I'm sure Connor would tell you that. He's going to – I mean, listen, <laughs> I like Verona a lot. He's in a much better situation for his skill set and to be able to put up really good numbers. Um, and I think – I think you know, they'll both be a point of it. I mean, I can see it. I just don't think – that the Capitals really needed a forward. They, their lines looked really good um, when I was checking them before the trade deadline. You know, they, they're getting scoring from people like Connor Sheary and Nick Dowd on the depth line. So it was a hefty price, and I get they wanted to do something. I personally would have liked to see them maybe go get a, another goaltender. I know that they still have Samsonov and Vanacek, but adding that insurance, I would have liked that trade more than a Mantha trade. So – I I don't like it for the Capitals. A quick, hopefully it will work out for them in the playoffs. A well, quick question before we get to Newman. Do you think this was more of a this is our last chance to get Monta trade or a, this is our last chance to trade Verona trade? Because I think Verona has kind of been on the outs. And I think Monta has too. But mm-hmm. I don't – I believe they both have two years left. Verona might even be one, and I think he's restricted after this year. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? This is more of a Detroit wanting to get rid of Monta now or Washington wanting to get rid of Real Verona? quick before Connor goes, I think this was got to get rid of Monta now, Anthony Manta. They had to get him out of town now before. I mean, if they traded him a year ago, his value would have been higher. His value still, I mean, they got a good amount yeah. for him. But, I think but if you trade him next year with only one year left, all of a sudden you only get Ron on a second right. instead of the first. Yeah, well. I'll let Newman go. No, I think – I agree with Evan. I think it was a slight overpay by the Caps. But, I mean, it's paid off so far. I think he had two points in his first game and I think a point in his second game. Um, but I think it's interesting from the Red Wings' perspective. I thought – I think Iserman is, says, fuck to rebuilding. I'm going to go get some players, so we're going to – we're not going to rebuild for 10 more years. So I, I think it's a, an interesting play by him. I know Panic's like 30, I think, right? Yeah, uh, um, I think an overlooked part of the deal is Panic's salary. I know that was a huge part of it. Basically, what I saw on Twitter was think of it as two deals, Mantha for yeah. Vrana and a first, or Vrana and a second, and Panic's contract and a first to Detroit just for taking on his contract. What's his contract? Uh, I believe it is three plus million for more than one year left. Yeah. Uh, Too much. Yeah. Four year, three million. Yeah. Each year. So, Mm. I mean, if that, if that's worth a first rounder to Detroit, I I think it's a great deal for Detroit, but I still think it's a good deal for Washington. Hopefully it translates into playoff success for the Cavs. Hopefully not go Bruins. True. Moving on, um, we have two trades between – not between the two teams, but Colorado and Vegas, two teams that we predicted would get into a bit of an arms race, really it's added just 
fingers to their lineup. Uh, Carl Soderberg <laughs> goes to the Avalanche. Fingers, bro. What? Uh, they weren't fucking arms. These guys are not <laughs> fucking arms. Carl Soderberg for two forwards goes to Colorado. And Matthias Janmark, who does have 11 goals on the year, goes to Vegas in a three-way deal that also lands them Nick Simone. Uh, Vegas sends a second to Dallas, a third to – no, Janmark was in Chicago. Excuse me. Uh, second and third to Chicago and a fifth to San Jose in exchange for DeSimone. Um, what are our reactions to these, te- these two deals? Are we surprised at kind of the lack of importance of them? Or am I underestimating them? Newman? Uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, they're kind of insignificant, but it's just to the two top teams in that division just getting slightly better i i always think it's funny when fucking like the team they like so the avalanche had soderberg then they let him walk and they're like you know what you know who we need we need soderberg <laughs> let's, let's yeah. him like that's just so so strange to me but you know what if they think it'll work good for them i yeah. don't know <laughs> uh, nhl teams do do that and i was honestly thinking is there that, another move like that um or maybe not i, I don't it think was. so I was thinking that. Oh, well, I, I think we were we were talking about Dezingle. I think he's been with some team twice. Oh, Carolina. I had him going to Carolina. That's why. Because they had him last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Evan, your reaction to the two deals? Yeah, I think they're both good deals for these teams. I think we all predicted that these teams would go get some depth players. So, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. You know, four four in a row for each team. I mean, if you look at it, they're just pulling away from the rest of the teams. Like, these teams are probably close to clinching a playoff Jeez, spot, man. to be honest. Um, just dominating. They're just beating up on these bad teams in their division, like the Ducks and the Kings and the Sharks. <laughs> Kings Kings were good. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened. The goaltending fell apart, inevitably. Yeah. yeah. And also, they just the, – yep. the skill. They just lack skill. I mean – yeah. But, yeah, I like both the players. I like Ian Mark and I like Soderbergh. And Soderbergh played well there uh, yeah. in Colorado. So, All right. Uh, the last trade of significance, in my opinion at least, mm. uh, that we hadn't covered on the deadline. I know Felino Savard had already been moved. Um, but David Riddick goes to Toronto for a third-round pick. I believe Newman, if not more of us, predicted Toronto would go out and get a goalie. I didn't think they would. I think Newman and I did, maybe. I, did. I know Newman. Did. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but David Riddick goes from Calgary, uh, actually flies with Calgary to Toronto to then play his former team the next night. Uh, I saw on Twitter that he kind of realized that he had been traded when he all of a sudden got scared of a blue jersey at the beginning of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are our reactions to David Riddick going to Toronto? Uh, go ahead, Connor. You can go. I I would have liked them to go and get uh, Bernier instead. I think Riddick. I know he had two really good years, like two years ago, and then they proceeded to bring in Markstrom, and he's had lim- in limited playing time. He's looked god awful. I know the uh, the Calgary fans on Twitter were happy to move him. They're saying he's <laughs> terrible, and I mean he must have been scared off that plane because he looked like absolute shit against his former team. <laughs> So, I don't know. I mean, Jack Campbell is their guy for the foreseeable future. I think they probably distrust Riddick more than 
what else they have, like Hutchinson and whoever else they you have. Really think but... Jack Campbell's the future? Hasn't he been like a journey? Yeah. No, just the kid. Yeah, but he. No, he's been a lot of places. I think oh, he, he was a first round pick. He was supposed to be the guy, you know. No, I thought he was like with the Kings for forever. I knew he was. With no, he. Kings, but I felt like it was more teams. I feel like there was more teams. He was with Dallas, I think. Dallas drafted him. That was a nice pass. Pasternak brutal giveaway. Barzal fantasy points. Uh, regardless, I think good for Jack Campbell. Yeah, good yeah. for Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell deserves this. Uh, real quick on Riddick, I think he sucks. <laughs> I would That's echo it. everything Newman said. Yeah. Watching this guy, I mean, he had one game this year where he threw a temper tantrum when he got pulled. Like, this dude is bad. Like, he gives up a lot of goals. I mean, everybody in that division gives up a lot of goals. The goaltending is fucking garbage in the Canadian division. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the last trade we have. Uh, Best trade. Let's give Chris our answers. Taylor Hall excluded. Mm. I'm going to say Mike Riley to Boston. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's really going to help the back end. I I think Boston, honestly – I was concerned about the Rangers before the deadline. The Rangers added nobody. And I think this move really puts them over the top. Uh, We're up 2-1 on New York right now. I don't know if New York, you know, it's a very trots team, a lot of systematic hockey, but when they don't have the lead, they're an easy team to beat because they play so structured that they don't take enough risks to score goals to come back. Uh, and then again, Pittsburgh, I don't know if I trust Pittsburgh's goaltending. I think Boston really bolted themselves back up to the top with Washington after these deals. And I think Mike Riley is a huge and super underrated part of that. Your thoughts? I brought up a bunch of good points. Thank you. You're so welcome. your best trade is yeah. also Mike Riley to Boston? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, my best trade is Matias Yanmark to the Vegas Golden Knights. This is a guy who I think is extremely wow. underrated. And come playoff time, I would watch out for this guy. Uh, I think he will do some good things. I think Vegas will get far in the playoffs. And you could say Mike Riley. I mean, I think he's up there for me. Um, But, no, I really like that trade. Uh, I mean, he's got, I think, over 20 points this year. Yeah, I know he had 11 and 9 at the deadline. Yeah. So, this is a guy who's just going to provide Vegas with that depth scoring. And Vegas, they got they needed somebody because lately they've been slipping a little bit before this four-game win streak. They've let Colorado 9-1 in the last 10 creep up on them. So, good trade for – Creep up. They're past them. Well, I, I, I mean, yeah, now they are. But 9-1 uh, in the last 10 for the Avs, they had to do something. And ah, I just like the fit there. Newman? Uh, I'm going to go with the Mantha trade, but on the side of Detroit's, what they're getting. I think with Eiserman at the helm, I think Verona, bringing in Verona, I think he'll blossom there. And I think you give Eiserman early round picks and he's going to make them count. So I don't think he's willing to rebuild any uh, for much longer. So I think getting those two picks, Verona, see if panic pans out, but uh, getting those picks is huge for them. Real yeah, quick, every. Every team that has gone on to win the Stanley Cup, I think in like the last few years, has made a trade deadline move, and it has had that impact. And I think Vegas, you know, maybe they get to the Cup Finals this year. Uh, I mean, play the Maple look what depth scoring did for Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, Coleman and Goudreau played huge parts in that run. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Uh, a couple guys that we had mentioned that possibly might have been on the move re-upped with their respective teams. Alex Aflalo re-signing with the LA Kings, four years, $16 million. Scott Lofton re-signing with the <laughs> – what Lawton? Dude, I'm sorry. I just had to laugh because you pronounced both the last names incorrectly. It, it was <laughs> funny. Would you like? Would you like to? Uh, sure, I'll be. I'll them. be a prick for a second. Yeah, Alex Iafalo and Scott Lawton. You know what? I want you to right here, right now, tell our audience how to pronounce Kyle Blank on the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Kyle Palmieri. There you go. All right. I thought he was going to say Palmieri like he always does. <laughs> I mean, there is an I in there. Um, but Lawton. The E's before the I. <laughs> Fuck me. Resigns five years, 15 million. Uh, I would just like to say before uh, I get bullied any further, I would like to say I think NHL players are grossly underpaid. That's all. Either of your thoughts? I think the Kings made a great move keeping Aya follow. Yeah. I think that would be one of my, you know, favorite moves of trade deadline day, even though it fucking sucked and it was underwhelming. Yeah, but so I like Aya follow a lot. He would have helped anybody drastically. So I mean, Scott Lawton. I mean, I'm not. I could care less about <laughs> Scott Lawton. Sorry, CT, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but, it's a fucking long podcast. Uh, it will be. All right. Anyway, to move on to Connor, I like Aya follow. Yeah, I like them both. I think leading up to the deadline, I think I saw a lot of reports that they are both going to extend. I think it's the right move by both the teams. So yeah. boring deadline, but whatever. What can you do? Yeah. Moving on, a bit more exciting as of late in the MLB. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox are at the top of the agenda. Lost today to the Minnesota Twins, making them 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. Um, those nine wins came consecutively. First team in MLB history to start with three or more win, uh, losses and then have nine or more wins uh, consecutively. So the Boston Red Sox sit atop the AL East. The New York Yankees and Tampa Bay Rays both sit at five and seven in last place. What are our reactions to the AL East so far? Are we buying the Red Sox? Are we selling the Yankees and the Rays? Newman, what are your thoughts first? I wouldn't say I'm necessarily buying on the Red Sox just yet. I mean, but I mean, a man can hope. But I, I mean, the pitching is there so far. I know we got Erod back, and he's looked good. Devers, Verdugo, and Martinez have found their form. They're hitting like crazy. Yeah, Verdugo has just been insane. I mean, so they have the winning formula right now. So if they can keep that up, I know the, the Devers home runs and shit. That's not going to be sustainable. It's unrealistic to think so, but. All we need is someone to be good. Uh, the Yankees, they're just – their pitching is god-awful other than Garrett Cole. I'm glad we did not get Corey Kluber. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the Rays will figure it out. I, I'm, after the Snell deal, I don't really think they have all the pieces needed to win that division, but I think they will uh, – they'll turn it around. Um, I would like to add – I think it was two things. One – do you think the Red Sox can sustain this success pitching-wise for 162 games? And my second thing, Newman, it sounded like you expect the Rays to finish in front of the Yankees. Is that true? Uh, 
Yeah, I'd say that's true. I'm not a big wow. Yankees believer. Just, just, I, wow. don't, I don't. Oh, no, wait. Did I not? I think I had the Yankees winning the division, so no, I don't. But uh, <laughs> oh, the, way, the way it's shaking out right now, I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked. They can't. The Yankees can't do shit. Stanton's hitting like 150, although I feel like we all expected that. He sucks. Um, as far as the Red Sox, I mean, they've played the Twins. They played the Rays, and their pitching is held up. Against two pretty good teams in the AL, so I mean, I mean the Rays lineup is fucking garbage. It's garbage. The Rays. This suck. is true. The Rays suck. The Rays are gonna finish. I hate to say it, they're gonna finish right around where the Orioles finished this year. There might be a team wow, that's that depressing. is more gonna be more underwhelming than the Tampa Bay Rays this year. They suck. Does uh, I'm writing them off? Does Kevin Cash get fired? No, because he doesn't deserve it at all, and that would be stupid. But. I don't think the talent there, and I don't know why they treated Blake Snell. Um, yeah, they suck. And Orioles lost two today to Seattle, so they're done. <laughs> and Newman lost. That's it. Yeah, they're, done. they're done. They're done. No, they're, done. they're done. Come on, Baltimore. They're I, not. No, I agree. Yeah. So the Yankees will still finish in second place. The Blue Jays will still finish in first place. But the Red Sox, I would very much consider them to probably get a wild card spot at this point. Maybe the second wild card behind the Yankees. I didn't have them in initially. I forget who I had instead. Maybe the Twins. Yes. yes. The Twins, yes. the White Sox. I had Twins. The so, Astros, the Blue Jays, the Yankees. Yes. So, I would – right now, I would probably pull out Minnesota, put in Boston. I mean, again, this is only fucking 12, it's 13 so games in. It's yeah. so early. This means nothing. But for the fun of it, uh, I, Evan, will – I will agree with your five, but not the Astros. I still right. have the Athletics winning that division. Uh, they're another topic of conversation. I believe – Astros just got swept by the Tigers. Yeah, that's bad. I believe that's yeah, they all COVID, though. we have on the AL East. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the topic of the AL West, why don't we head there? Seattle Mariners in first place. <laughs> Let's fucking thought, go, baby. Who would have thought? Uh, followed by the Los Angeles Angels. And then I don't know if it changed this afternoon, but I, when I did this at 1.30, I had Houston in third, Oakland in fourth. And then last place was the low-life Rangers. What do we think about this division? I'm shocked that Seattle's doing I don't know who they played, but. Well, Seattle's got a man by the name of Mitch Hanniger, who's been absolutely fantastic this season. I have him on my. He always is. He always He's is. He's so underrated. But he was just hurt last year. Yeah. So to have him back has been a huge boost for the Mariners. And they, they're they doing it with Marco Gonzalez being absolute dog shit in his first two starts. One against the Twins and the other one on opening day where he got blasted. So <laughs> this team, this is a team that I think is surprising a lot of people because of their lineup. Uh, even though Dylan Moore, who I was very high on this year, he's been really bad, was was like four for his last 33. But he's starting to figure out, hit a homer today. The Mariners, I don't think it's sustainable at all, but I think they are playing well with their lineup. Newman, as a Mariners fan, when does – I don't know how to say his last name. Klenick or some shit? Kalanick. Kalanick, yeah. When is he? When should we expect him up? I guess by the end of April, though. Yeah, I would hope so. I know it was kind of a battle between him and Trammell, but Trammell has played well enough to I think hold the hell down the spots. But either yeah. way, he's Kalanick's so much of a good prospect not to leave down there. I mean, wasn't it just all about service time? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But real quick, I'd like to touch the whole Astros team is COVID. So, I mean, I'm missing Bregman. <laughs> They'll figure it out, though. I'm not worried about them. Angels, I do surprising. Like I like their start, though. Mm-hmm. I like it's Mike Trout. You it can is. never count on Mike Trout. True. Um, and then the Athletics started 0 6. We'll get to them. I'm sure you'll touch on them. Which but makes them much better. Five in their last six. Yeah. Jed Lowry's been absolutely fantastic. Added him on my fantasy team. He was yeah. fantastic for me two years ago when he was on Oakland. Mm-hmm. I believe he's going to repeat another 320 and 80 season for me this year. Wow. Uh, I think Jed Lowry has plenty left in the gas tank, and so does Oakland. They'll win this division. Mark my words. That's cap. Fuck Are you man. still saying Angels, Connor? No, dude. Look at Seattle, bro. Oh, oh shut the fuck. <laughs> Moving on. We don't even have. I, I'd league. still take yeah. the Astros to finish first because that was my pick. So we I'm beat not... the Twins. We beat the White Sox. We beat the Who Giants. Who are you taking? For? I'll take the Angels. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. Stop fucking around. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, and then the Central Division in the AL: Kansas City Royals in first place. I think. If you asked us, what, three weeks ago, if the Red Sox, Royals, and Mariners would be in first place at this point in the year, we would have all said you're on fucking crack. Uh, But here we are. KC in first place. I believe Indians, White Sox, second and third. And then Tigers, Twins. Last time I saw, but again, Tigers Tigers and Twins could have flip-flopped. Either way, Kansas City in first place. I could only name one player on their roster or two: Salvador Perez, Whit Merrifield, Andrew Benintendi. Asshat. Oh yeah, what's he hitting? Fucking he's, his he's, weight he, he above sucks. fifty. Yeah, he sucks. Um, so Kansas City sustainable? I, I don't think so. No, no but I God, think no. Taylor a lot. He's yes, he's been really good. Yeah, he's hitting over 300. Looks good. Yeah. With Merrifield, though, Sal, they've been great. So still taking the White Sox to win this division. I will too. Yeah, me too. I did tell you though, the Indians will be better than you thought. Seven five. I still think they're gonna finish around eighty five wins. They're gonna be respectable. Yeah. More respectable than you two fucking goons. Yeah, we were harsh on them. You were Even I harsh. think Jason was pretty harsh on them. Jason was fucking harsh too. Jason, if you're listening, that was fucking harsh. <laughs> uh, um so some more baseball. We'll move over to the NL East. The Braves. <laughs> I love it. One today. They won today. They're five and eight. They have the best player on the fucking planet right now in Ronald Acuna. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about him in a minute. But Braves, what yes. do we think? Oh, I Cause for concern. I love it. I say no. I say Evan. I caught yourself. so much shit go for saying yourself. that the Braves so were not a playoff team. Remember, here we go. Remember who's here winning. We go. Remember who's winning the AL Central and the AL West right now. That's all I you need to know this. about how early this is. I understand it, but the Marlins are giving them trouble. The Phillies dominated Braves beat them the Marlins. The, the offense Listen, is the Marlins the killed o- them yesterday. They scored like. The off- 15 runs. The offense is quiet. The Braves' offense is quiet right now, but they're heating up. And like I said, they have the best player on the fucking plane. How right could now. the offense be quiet with Acuna hitting 450, just best player on the earth? How, can, how does that make sense? Nobody else is doing anything. Freddie Freeman's been okay. Other than that, everyone's been dog shit. But this is what I predicted. The Braves are not a playoff team. <laughs> I said it, Oh, what was it, three weeks ago? Uh, they're not a playoff team. This team, this their starting pitching has been – very underwhelming so far. And their bullpen's been bad also. 
Acuna has been great. Don't get me wrong. This guy's the best player on the in the world right now. But the Braves, if you're five and eight with Ronald Acuna doing what he's doing, you have major issues. Newman, your thoughts? He won't agree with me. Please disagree with this. Uh, It's a slow start for them. They'll find it. I mean, they'll get Soroka back eventually. That sure will help. Um, Yeah. 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 But, like, Acuna's hitting great. Every time I watch him, he hits a bomb. Yeah. And Ozuna and Albies are also playing well. So, I mean, eventually it's going to click for them. I don't think it's going to be like this all year for sure. I think also look at the around. Brewers sitting on top of the NL Central. All right, we'll get into that. In no, a second. no, we, I don't Let's have go, to baby. Oh, on okay. the agenda. So, well, I'll just say this you and Jason were so disrespectful of the Brewers, and I said that they're a great team. Connor had them. Where, where'd you have them winning the division, right? Winning the division, baby. Yeah. So, you need to stop being disrespectful because they got a, such a damn good bullpen. It's fucking early, man. Devin Williams has been uh, shit, by the they way. They got a. Uh, do you know who Corbin Burns is yet, bro? Yeah, yeah I figured out who this, he is pretty fucking quick. He's damn good. Damn, damn good, baby. Um, that's all I have on the NL Central. That division is just boring. I just don't Cardinals have been underwhelming. Sure. Six and six. Yeah, they'll turn around. Um, last thing we had on the division agenda: the Giants, mm-hmm. eight and four. Uh, Kevin Gosman. Has been good. So is Johnny. Um, on my fantasy team, Johnny Cueto has been good. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski, I believe, has been quite good. What do we think about the San Francisco Giants? A Buster Posey back this year. Yep. Uh, still Brandon Crawford there. There's still pieces of the old regime. Uh, do we think the Giants can sustain this in a division yeah. with the Dodgers and the Padres? Well, wait, wait, before <laughs> you go, I will say uh-huh. the Diamondbacks and the Rockies are the other two teams in this division which may make it sustainable, but I don't think they're good. The Giants? Yes. I like the Giants a little bit more. I think I had them third in the division. I don't know, Connor, what about you? I think Jason also had them third. I think third. we all had him third. We all had him third. Someone had Arizona at three. I was like, no, crazy. no, no, no. I did. No, I did, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not in the Dodgers-Padres division, but they're not in the Diamondbacks-Rockies division. They're right in the middle. Yeah. But Evan Longoria has been fantastic. I have him on my fantasy. There you team. go. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I don't know. Maybe Buster Posey brings this sort of energy back when he comes back. I don't know. It's been also, how about the fact that Gabe Kapler looks like he's fresh out of a frat party or something like that? <laughs> I haven't seen him. <laughs> this dude is just like, he looks like a college. I, I would just say that uh, the NL is too good for the Giants. To yes, I agree. Connor? Yeah. I agree. I mean, two of their losses came to Seattle, so they're clearly frauds. Um, <laughs> I think – all right, what pisses me off is eventually these teams will figure out that their closer, Jake McGee, literally only throws a fastball right down the middle and just says, here, hit it. And they fuck can't. Like, dude, fuck, he has five <laughs> saves already. Just throwing fastballs. It's insane. Good for Jake McGee. Founding, finding late career success. I think he's the save leader in the league. I almost drafted him too. I'm pissed. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all we have on the team side of the MLB. I have some players I would like to discuss. First on the agenda, we've already brought him up. Ronald Acuna. Acuna. Uh, I don't know how his numbers today affected his average and OBP, 
But before oh, yeah, today's game, today. before today's game was hitting 447 with a 500 on base percentage. He's now up to seven home runs in 13 games. He is carrying the Braves right now. Is Ronald Acuna the next Mike Trout? Evan? 100% he is. And you're lucky because our league's the keeper league, so you'll, you might have him for however the fuck long you want. No, nah, he's the Mike, next Mike Trout. He may even be better than Mike Trout now, and it pains me to say that because I do love Mike Trout, yeah. but I think, I think Trout's time is gone. He's the second best player in the world, but he's not the best. Ronald Acuna Jr., the best player in baseball. Right now. Right now, and I honestly think in general. And my stomach made a noise. Can we put the Acuna Soto shit to bed? Yeah. No, I think yeah. I was on the record of saying Soto, so yes, I changed my mind. Yeah, fuck you. That was terrible. That was a terrible take. Newman, your thoughts on Ronald Acuna? No, I agree with you guys. He looks insane. I was watching the, the Marlins game against them the other day. I had the pitcher. First pitch, Acuna singles to right. Second pitch, he steals second base. I'm like, what the fuck can this guy not do? He's insane. He is insane. Um, he's carrying my fantasy team right now. He, he's so fun to watch. It's great. Yeah, he's fantastic for baseball, and he's going to be for the next 15 years. Uh, so moving on from Ronald Acuna, uh, Joe Musgrove, one of the two pitchers to throw a no-hitter this year. A little would-you-rather. Joe Musgrove is 2-0 with a .47 ERA and 24 strikeouts this year. His whip is also a .47 uh, in San Diego. Or Lance Lynn in Chicago. He is 1-0 in two starts, has yet to give up a run, 17 Ks, and I believe 19 and two-thirds. Musgrove is at 24 innings. Uh, so a little bit difference, but who would you guys rather have for the rest of the year, Joe Musgrove or Lance Lynn? Evan? Um, well, we had our podcast a couple weeks ago before the season started giving our sleepers and Lance Lynn was my AL sleeper for Cy Young, which I think could still obviously stand very much so, but right now I would think I would have to take Joe Musgrove because I, I I really like him a lot. I think he's a really good pitcher. Uh, he's finally in the right situation for him, back in from where he's from. And, I mean, you got to think that this isn't a fraud. One would think. This this will be sustainable. Can I, can I say something? I don't know if either of you will remember this. Mm-hmm. He was my dark horse Cy Young candidate last year. Mm-hmm. Battled injuries, had a really bad year. Yeah. But I was really, really high on him. I don't know if either of you should remember. I kind of do. But, yeah, I, I it's tough, but I would take Joe. And I think Lance Lynn, though, I'll stick to my pick. Like, he could be a, a sleeper scion in the AL. But, yeah, I do kind of remember that. I'll agree with everything Evan said. Newman, what are your thoughts? I'm actually – I think I'm going to go with Lance Lynn. I think uh, he's got a better chance – to get run support from the White Sox and manufacture wins, I think the Musgrove does. I think is Musgrove like fifth in the rotation for them or fourth? Four. I mean, Snell, Darvish, Lamet, Lamet, Paddock, Paddock. Paddock's the five. I okay, think. so still that's an. Under- I think Paddock is the five. What the fuck do you do? When that's you a ridiculous. Uh, you take out Paddock. I don't. No, Paddock's so good though. I know. No, he's not. Yes, he Freedom. is. Imagine if they had signed Bauer. I know. 
love Bob. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna go. What about Lynn you? Lynn. Oh yeah, you agreed with me. Yeah. So yeah. Newman, who are you taking? He said he said Lynn. Oh Lynn, that's right. I'm going Lance Lynn. I I think he's in a really good situation in Chicago, and he's kind of resurrecting himself uh, this year. I, I, I certainly could see him in the same year. And I agree with you, but the thing about yeah. that is, again, the NL, the pitcher hits. And I think that's a huge advantage for any pitcher. Uh, when sure. faces nine hitters, Musgrove gets that break at number Eight nine. Now. Where yeah. Exactly. So I think that's a that's an underrated part of, of why I'm taking Joe. It's a good point. Evan. But I think he's damn talented. Sure. I think both of them are, though. Yeah. Uh, moving on. So Steven Matz was once a really – Highly thought of prospect for the Mets. A lefty has a good fastball, a couple of good off speeds. He's battled injuries over the last few years. I'd say 2017 was probably his last like really good year. Yeah. This year he's two and zero with a 1.46 ERA. Toronto, I believe, traded for him this off season. He's had a lot of success early on in the season. Do we think he's going to sustain it if he stays healthy? Newman? I do. I think Toronto's a really good team. I think he's looked good so far. Finally got out of that Mets situation where you basically just lose every game because your bullpen is fucking dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, not Baltimore. Fucking Toronto, great bullpen so far. Merriweather's kind of come out of nowhere. It's a really good closer for them. Yeah. Uh, and he's looked good. He gets the run support. I think uh, he's going to be pretty good this year. I'll get Nate Pearson back too pretty soon. Mm. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah. Evan, your thoughts yeah. on Steven Matz? I like Steven Matz. I would echo everything Connor said. I think the Blue Jays are good. He's looked fantastic so far. Uh, and I think he's going to be that nice support for Hinge and Ryu in that rotation. Yeah, I like Matz as well. As I think I had him in 2017 yeah. on my fantasy baseball team. Very good player. Um, so the other no-hitter this year has come from Carlos Rondon. Uh, last night, two nights ago, what do you – did I say his name wrong? <laughs> you said Rondon. I, I was it's trying to find Rod- the end in there. Rondon. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck <laughs> 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 off, Evan. <laughs> so my question, Chicago White Sox pitching staff or the L.A. Dodgers pitching staff. I can also include the Padres or the Brewers to this equation. Why don't we just say which pitching staff out of the four would you want? I know White Sox, Gialetto, Lynn, Rodon, mm-hmm. Michael Kopech. Uh, Kep? Uh, <laughs> Kopech. Um, Liam Hendricks. Uh, in L.A., you have obviously Bauer, Kershaw, Bueller, May, Price. Urias, Jensen, uh, San Diego, we've already touched upon them. And then Milwaukee, Corbin Burns earlier mentioned, Brandon Woodruff, Josh Hader, Devin Williams. Oh, you're so, talking pitchers as a whole. Yeah, I'm talking pitching oh, staff. Okay. Which pitching staff do you want hmm. if you are building a team for this year? I guess I'll take this one first. I would take the Los Angeles Dodgers pitching staff. Um Obviously, you look at the five starters, just fantastic off the board. Um, Ten and two now on the year for the Dodgers. You mentioned it. Trevor Bauer seems unhittable. I know Connor and I talked about that a little bit earlier outside of the podcast. Uh, Clayton Kershaw's figured out his last two starts despite getting roughed up in uh, in his opener. Um, you know, you got – who else is there? Dustin May has been great Bueller, this year. David Walker Price. Bueller is Walker Price Bueller. Price pitching right now? I, 
think he's in the pen. I think they're going Urias, who's also he's in the pen. Yeah. I would have made Urias the fucking closer. Well, they got Jansen, but Corey Knebel has been fantastic yeah. so far this year. Um, who picked up a save? He, man, he's just so good. I, I mean, it's it's a tough call because I really like the Padres rotation. If I had to pick rotations, I would maybe take the Padres. Well, the White Sox. Roster, yeah, right? I can. the White Sox is is who yeah. I want to pick. I just want to see their bullpen. Okay. Uh, I mean, they got good people. I know they got Newman. Do you have a pick? Yeah, I'm I'm Dodgers all the way. Yeah. Okay. Oh, up and down the board is insane. Yeah, they have Keiko. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer's good. Yeah. Back in the pen. Yeah. I, I am going to take the Dodgers, but I, I think Chicago is like really, really close. Gioletto, I know we all are super high on him. He's definitely in the Cy Young talk. Mm-hmm. Lance Lynn, I think Evan already mentioned his sleeper Cy Young. I think he's going to be fantastic this year. I know Keuchel, he's kind of fallen off Keuchel's a bit, not bad. but still a respectable starter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Rodon, very good to start this year. And to me, to me, it's Kopech that it Kopech and Hendricks, that one too. I know they don't use it as an eight, nine kind of situation, but Michael Kopech is a guy that can go out there and give you four innings of no hit baseball. Your starter has a bad day. Kopech comes in. He's going to keep you in the game. There aren't many teams that have that. You can argue Urias or David Price when they're in the pen. I don't, I think Kopech. Yeah, I would take Kopech, too. He is dominant. His stuff is disgusting. And Liam Hendricks, I'd say best closer in the game. So, I'm – fuck it. I'm taking the White Sox. I've popped <laughs> myself into it. Real quick, did the Red Sox lose the sale trade despite – they got the World Series, but you look at right now what Michael Kopech may be able to do. And Moncada. And Yohan. So, did they lose the I trade? I think they lost just on the sale contract alone. I think that's gonna. Yeah, I, know. I would agree. Yeah. I don't. I think he's half as good as he was when he comes back. Yeah, I agree. I think his ERA is about three seven five four. Yeah, it's not under under three. And he tops out around ninety five, ninety six, seven. Correct. That range. No longer a, a ninety eight to hundred guy to me. Yeah. Also, real quick, Mantha scored again tonight. Anders Bjork a goal and an assist in uh, another game. So, for those guys. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, so a couple more baseball names. Byron Buxton has started red hot, probably the second hottest player besides Ronald Cunha, hitting 460, uh, 469 with five home runs. Are we buying or selling on Byron Buxton's early season success? Ev? Yeah, Colin, I'm going to buy on Byron Buxton. Uh, you know, you don't have that, you know, stock that he's had. Former – First overall pick. First overall. I mean, this is a guy who's had that potential. And he's been underwhelming in years past. Very. Very underwhelming. But the thing about him was his average. He just couldn't figure out the average. He had the speed, but he just really couldn't hit. It seems like now he's really started to figure that out. Obviously, the defense that he can play, we know. The bases he can steal, we know. And he's hitting home runs now. At, you know, he's up there top. I don't know what the home run leader is. Top 10. Top 10 for sure. So this is a guy I'm buying a hundred percent Byron Bucks. No man. Yeah, I'm buying him and uh, Nelson Cruz. The top of that lineup is very scary. And not to mention, he's probably the best center fielder in baseball right now. He's very fucking good. Yeah. Uh, um, defensively. There's a guy named Mike Trout still plays in the MLB. I think he's pretty. Well, all right, fair enough. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I still think Mike Trout. Uh, I'd put Laureano in that conversation as well. Laureano's been fantastic. Yes, he's been one of the better players. I thought about including him in this discussion. He's got like eight steals. Anyway. Yeah, I'll buy on Buxton. I'll buy on Laureano as well. I will too. I will too. Um, one more guy to buy or sell on, Akil Badu. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he is he a AL Rookie of the Year candidate? I will be the first to admit, never fucking heard of the guy until I saw that his first MLB plate appearance was a home run. Since then, he has gone on to hit 370. He's added three more home runs, played some really good defense for the Detroit Tigers, who have come out of the gate looking better than most expected. What do we think on Badu? Is his success sustainable? Does he enter that rookie Badu. of the year conversation? Badu. <laughs> Badu. What a great name. Yeah. I mean, what a great name. I, uh, I guess I'll go. I'm going to buy. Hesitantly, I'm going to buy. Um, as in NHL, my uh, trade deadline thing would say conservative, conservative buyer. buyer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the kid, though. I mean, you got to commend the energy that he brings. And, uh, and the media will hype this guy up. So I don't think he'll go away. Anytime he hits a home run, I'm sure he'll get a Bleacher Report notification yeah. because that's what Bleacher Report does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not LeBron James dunking. It's Akil Badu hitting a home run. Uh, but no, I'll buy it. I mean, he, I mean, he seems electric. Newman? Yeah, I'm buying, too. I think he's one of the early favorites for AL Rookie of the Year. I can't really think of another rookie with the amount of uh, – energy out of the gate than Badu has so far. As much as I love his energy, I am very much selling. He's never played above <laughs> high A ball besides spring training. I, I just this is to me just a case of pitchers not really figuring him out yet. I think pretty soon they're gonna learn, you know, he can't hit the outside fastball. He can't sure. hit an inside curveball. Uh, something along those lines, and I think the success is kind of going to die. I also think just playing on Detroit, he's going to struggle. Not really a great environment to play in. Uh, I know limited fans this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if they can't even sell out the COVID limit. Um, the pitching staff to me is atrocious, and there aren't many other pieces in that lineup. I know Miggy's had a decent start, um, but I just don't think he's going to be able to sustain success on that team. So I'm going to sell. Sorry. Badu. <laughs> um, the last piece I had on here, I didn't want to tell you guys this question oh, okay. because I didn't want you to prepare. An I've already seen it. That's the problem. Fuck. All right. I haven't seen TikTok, it. TikTok's so, a wild place, bro. This is a phenomenal hypothetical question. I would like to spend a few minutes discussing. So the proposal. Absolutely. Would you accept a payment of $10 million to every year, once a year, be hit with a Randy Johnson fastball? I worked out the math a couple nights ago. Say, uh, so I'm 18. Say I live for 70 more years. That makes me 88. This would, I would be making $125,000 for every time I got hit. So to me, my answer, so I'll, I'll give you a little time to think about this. Sure. Uh, my answer is I would amend this hypothetical. <laughs> I would get hit once for $125,000. I wouldn't. What? In the balls? No, I mean, wherever the pitch hit me. If it was the balls, <laughs> that would fucking suck. But no, wherever the pitch hit me. 
Um, but I would not take 10 million for a lifetime of beanings from Randy Johnson for one reason. <laughs> After 50 years old, I'm pretty sure any bone he hits is going to fucking break. <laughs> uh, Newman, you know this question, so I assume you have an answer. What's your take? Yep, I, I'm taking it. I, and I, I offered it to all my roommates the other night, and they're all taking it as well. 10 million um, life changing, think, but think about the fucking pain, dude. Well, yeah. Well, the funny thing is the way I heard it is that it's just random throughout the year. He just like finds you and hits you with the ball. So I yeah. just imagine him hiding in the fucking bushes and then whipping a fucking ball at your head, which is just <laughs> hilarious. But I mean, I, I feel like by the time you're 70, you're probably going to die if he hits you in the head. Exactly. You know what? That's what I'm saying. You get those short-term gains to live a luxurious life for 60 more years, 50 more years. I'm, t- I'm taking it. To me, I, I would rather the one time for 125000 There's college right there. Yeah. That's huge. And it's only once. Yeah. You know, I can break my arm once. If I break my arm every fucking year for the next 70 years, I'm going to want to fucking die. Right. My arm's just going to fall off. Right. I, I think, you know, I, I had nothing prepared for this question. <laughs> yeah, so well, that's why that. I didn't. I was right. hoping Newman didn't know. Uh, I would honestly agree with you. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. You know, you want to work for shit in life. Like, I want to be able to yeah. work a job. I don't want to be sitting on my ass playing video games all day for the rest of my life. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if the pitch, pitch hits me in the balls, maybe I can't have kids. So, you know, you just got to think about that, too. Um, and <laughs> yeah, what's, what's, what's adding the risk every year, right. Newman? You're exposing the family jewels. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, you, you take your $10 million and you buy an industrial cup and you wear it every day. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a gonna, so you're saying you're going to wear a cup 24, seven, 365. Yeah. Hey, that, Hey, you put that in your pants and you don't tell anyone the ladies are going to notice. I was just going to say that's both <laughs> a catfish and a fucking disaster waiting to happen when uh, they realize it's not quite the full picture. uh before before i say anything else inappropriate uh let's move on uh just a little nfl talk uh i think we have to well first let's let's get to this question from rob whalen uh number one he asked about the mcgregor fight (laughs) i personally don't watch any of that shit i know evan doesn't either newman uh, do you have any opinions Hey, oh, oh, on what he's done? Yeah, it's bullshit. I fucking hate him. Um, Is he going to win the he, fight? He asked about the fight. He's not fighting, though. That's the thing. Well, t- tell me he's about what McGregor. To, what's McGregor doing. He's supposed to be fighting Poirier, Dustin Poirier, for like a third time, but he backed out and instead is fighting some other fighter on the same day, I think, if I, my understanding is correct. So I don't think he's fighting who people wanted him to fight. What a I couldn't give a shit. Bro. I think yeah, he's tired. Uh, yeah, I thought he did too. I, I fuck McGregor. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, I, I could give West though. Yeah. <laughs> but Rob's second question How do the Patriots climb back into contention? Uh, since I already knew this question, I already have an answer. So okay. I'll give you guys a second to formulate one. Sure. I think the Patriots have already climbed back into contention. I think the only thing they could do to bolster that uh, would be to add a quarterback. I would have liked it to see to for it to be Jimmy G, but what it sounds like is he'll probably play one more year in San Francisco uh, after they draft a quarterback. I think we all agree. 
are going to draft a quarterback. Um, to me, there's no other quarterback out there besides Deshaun Watson, who is a gigantic question mark right now, that could really do better than Cam Newton's going to do, I think. There's nobody that's available. You know, in the draft, I love Justin Fields. I'm hoping that these mocks are true and he somehow falls to the paths at either 8, 9, 10, or 15. Um, but to me, I think the Patriots have done as much as they can do for right now to work their way back into contention. Newman, you have any any thoughts on that? No, I would agree with you. I think they did a good job in free agency. I think they either could have gone out and signed a couple stars or they could have met the needs at every position, which I think is the route they went. And I think it's a good one. They had a lot of needs. They filled a lot of holes. So I think that immediately puts them back into at least playoff talk for sure. Um, I think Cam Newton obviously is not the long-term answer. So addressing that soon rather than later, while you just sign all these people is definitely a the, the next step, I think. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, I'm sure they will probably will have a decent pick of the crop when it gets to them. Uh, I think that's probably where they should go next. Yeah, uh, a couple of Patriot things since we've last talked about them. It, uh, last time we talked, it sounded like Deshaun Gilmore was – or Stefan Gilmore, I apologize. <laughs> it was probably – I'm thinking Deshaun Watson. Yeah, uh, Stefan Gilmore is was probably going to be moved, uh, but now it really sounds like – Gilmore is really open to staying. He's open to reworking his contract. He wants an extension. Uh, so it sounds like he's a piece that will be sticking around New England. And J.C. Jackson, I know Tennessee has been rumored to be thinking about offering him a contract. Yeah. He's a restricted free agent. I think the Patriots are probably going to match whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see them sign him long term, uh, but that's just a couple of Patriot newses, uh, newses, a couple news about the <laughs> Patriots. Before we get on to the big one, Ev, do you have yeah. an opinion on the Patriot contention? Yeah, I got one opinion. I think in order for the Patriots to get back into playoff contention and, like, just really to give them that huge boost, I think they have to draft well in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, really Bring take in impact it players that can play Exactly. Right you know, 15th overall pick, and then they're, what, 50-something? Like, you have 40 40-something? 47. Yeah. So you got to hit these picks because Bill has struggled to hit these picks. And that's one knock really a lot of assholes say against him. I'd say Duggar has hit lately. I think he's Duggar was good. good. The thing is. And Isaiah Wynn. I think those are two early round picks that have hit lately. I will admit he had a tough stretch from about fucking 2004 to 2018. But (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But I think that's crucial, especially in this draft where you're probably going to have to draft a quarterback. So you have to hit the pick. I mean, really, I don't think that uh, there are certainly some misses, but you think about, you know, Nate Solder, Dante Hightower. Those are guys that helped you win Super Bowls. Right. I mean, I I do agree with you. I just know that is the main knock that assholes have against this guy. Yeah, fuck everybody who hates football. Number one. It's like bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but Newman, if you don't have anything to add to those points, no. No, I'm good. No. All right. Uh, so then the last thing I had on the list, Julian Edelman. Uh, sad, sad day in New England. Jules announced his retirement from the NFL. 11-year career. The Swiss Army knife of the Patriots offense for the last decade or so. 
Uh, I tweeted recently. Shout out my Twitter, Colin Scully23. <laughs> um, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski all depart from New England pretty much within the last 13 months. Um, it was our childhood. Base, yep, basically. Well, not basically. Our whole childhood gone in the last basically year. Uh, I will say I'd be lying if I wasn't sad. Um, we've been spoiled our whole lives with constant Boston sports success and seeing, you know, key number one, key number two, and key number three to Super Bowls leave so quickly in such a succession. Uh, and then for Tom and Gronk to go win one, uh, it fucking sucks. It sucks to see Jules not even really get to have a last go at it. Uh, the knee, the reason for the retirement, didn't play much last year. It was rumored he wasn't even going to be able to play a full season this year. Um, so not to beat a dead horse or anything, but um, a weird time to to be our age growing up in New England. It's a different era uh, under Rob Kraft and Bill Belichick. Have your thoughts yeah. as a Patriot no, I think, fan. I think you hit it on the head. Um, it's tough to watch, and especially to watch Tom and Gronk win again. Uh, you just got to hope Edelman stays retired, and does yeah. not, which I think he will. He's going. He can't play. No, he, he can't, can't play. play. Exactly. So it sucks to Colin's point, but, you know, it's dawn of a new day, and uh, we just got to keep moving on. And I think the childhood, I mean, that. It, the book is closed. I can only hope that my kids will have such a blessed childhood yeah. in terms of sportshood. Newman, you didn't have quite a good childhood when it comes to sports. <laughs> what do you think about the guy that uh, that you wish your Chargers had all those years? Good one of you, Chip. Lash. I mean, to be fair, I'd rather have Keenan Allen in my slot. But regardless, oh, it is sad to do. see him go. Keenan uh, Allen, all right, whatever. The outside. Whatever. Anyway, it is, it is sad, though, to be honest. I'm a huge fan of Julian Edelman. I was sad to see him injured, sad to see him struggling on the field when just limping around while Cam Newton was fucking throwing it to who knows where. Uh, it was sad. He's such an electrifying player, such such a fire for the Patriots. Uh, it, it sucks to see him. I mean, retire. how can you not be sad? He's, ba- he's basically the last, besides Amendola, whose Instagram post made me fucking tear up. God, I love oh, those I two. Um, besides Amendola, he's basically the uh, the five eight, a buck seventy five white receiver has gone extinct. Besides Amendola, yeah. um, with Edelman leaving, so yeah, it's just uh, it's a weird time. It's a weird yeah. time. Um, I don't have anything else. Do either of you? I know this has been lengthy as it is, but no, I'm good. Anything to add? Ev, all set. All right. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week.